Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, go to bed. We are the Salty Speculation Podcast. My name's Jay. This is my co-host, Nick. Hello. And this is the podcast where we basically talk about the weird, the wonderful, the strange, the paranormal, and all forms of cryptids and various little mysteries out there. Um, This is indeed our pilot episode. And today we're just going to be discussing some paranormal topics with you just to get the, the juices flowing um that's about as much as i've got to say for an introduction so nick take it away say what you got to say so my first story jay have you heard of and let, i'm going to try not to butcher this name uh kuchisaki owner oh yeah i know kuchisaki quite oh, well. yeah. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. um he's, <laughs> played he's, football he's, with him at the weekend yeah yeah he was he was he was all the rage back at school but he moved away when he was five so um yeah but well, that's the story. Good night, everyone. <laughs> no, continue. Tell tell the old Kuchiwana story. So do you actually do you, so 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 if you don't know uh, Kuchisaki Ono, you might know the slip mouth woman. Oh no, I've heard the slip mouth woman. I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is the story of the slip slip mouthed woman, um, mm. and it it comes uh, comes from. Uh, Japanese lore, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, the the tale is that uh, th- there's a few different origin stories of uh, how this woman mm-hmm. came to be, but the, I'll tell you the one that I like the most. So, uh, Kuchisaki was the wife of a very prestigious and proud samurai uh, samurai, samurai mm-hmm. warrior, um, and she's very beautiful. Samurai butcher. <laughs> the samurai cleaner or the samurai <laughs> school teacher. Uh, I mean, they all they all had swords, I guess. So that, that's fair, cool. Fair, yeah. um, so she was she was the wife of a of a samurai, um, and she was very very beautiful. Like uh, everybody said, how how beautiful she was. You know, really stunning. Mm. One day, the samurai comes home and finds her in bed with another man. Which, that, uh, that, if you know anything that, about the samurai, yeah. that really pisses them off. Yeah, they don't like being cucked. That's like rule number Absolutely. four of the samurai code. No <laughs> Next to thou shall not steal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, the priorities are there, definitely. So he comes home, finds this woman in bed with uh, another man, kills the other guy with his samurai sword. Um, mm-hmm. And instead of just, just killing her instantly, he takes his blade. I think, th- am I right? I think samurais have this, this small sword, this like dagger yeah as far as i'm aware they've got their 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 long blade obviously and then they've got a shorter one um yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't even attempt to say the words because i would he just ta- sh- he, he, yeah let's just call it a short sword then mm. so he, ta- he takes his short sword and uh he cuts her uh her, the side both the sides of her mouth to make a really wide smile. So imagine imagine like a Joker smile, but like mm-hmm. really far back into her cheeks. Is this a bit where Kid. we make a joke where the samurai live in a society by any chance? Uh, well, we, we can make that joke. Um, <laughs> don't joke take it away. Insert laughter. So he cuts her really deep from, from each cheek, uh, from the end of her lips. Uh, up, you know, towards her ears, and uh, and she eventually, you know, she eventually bleeds out, um, well, yeah, geez, and dies, as you as you would, if you put that. 
So the the story goes that she will come up behind you and uh, ask you if she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. If you say yes, because she, you know, bear in mind she's she's still beautiful. She's she's she was a very pretty lady, but she's wearing yeah. the mask covering covering her her scars. And if you say yes, she will remove the mask, showing you the disfigured face. And apparently, she's also got very pointy teeth Ooh. that that people say. So, so the origin stories differ. And and one of the origin stories is that she was born with these horribly pointy, sharp teeth, and they cut her mouth up so bad, and that's what's given her the scars. So like but, so uh, not a non samurai version. It's just a version where she's like it's just that just a version where she's she she's born like that. Yeah. Hmm. Um. But whatever the origin, she comes up to you behind you and says, "Am I beautiful?" If you say yes, she'll pull away the mask, revealing these horrible teeth, and she'll mm-hmm. say, "What about now?" And if you say no, mm-hmm. she's supposed to kill you. And if you say yes, she will either kill you. Or she will. She she's holding a pair of scissors as well for some reason, <laughs> and she will <laughs> use these scissors to give you the same uh, smile face. And obviously, you'll bleed oh. out from from the the damage from the wounds. So, yeah, keep your eyes peeled next time you're uh, alone, maybe walking along a, a path at night. Uh, and if you see a lady who's wearing a mask. Maybe or a Japanese lady, beautiful Japanese lady wearing a mask. Maybe keep your distance. And you see, that's the, the, the that, that that works on both levels here, because obviously with the situation that the world is in at the moment, everybody's wearing masks. And, and that are, is there, there are some beautiful women around you, right? And that and, that is why I wanted to talk. Why I thought it was it was prevalent to bring that story up now. Mm. Um, so obviously she's she's believed to be a ghost or a spirit. Of some sort, so that's where she fits into the paranormal. Oh, she's clearly a spirit of malicious intent. Yes, the, the, yeah. like the whole purpose the, of this is obviously she's been wronged, and she's come back to, you know, walk the earth or whatever, and she's she's going to do the same thing that was done to her. Um, now, I had heard this this tale before. I've heard various variations of this tale. Um, I'll be honest; it's the first time I'd ever heard the samurai aspect to it. Um, um. I had known about the well. I wouldn't say it was it, it wasn't self inflicted. Well, not self inflicted, but you know because of an ailment that she had in her mouth. The the tale that I'd had uh, was she was a beautiful girl. Um, she wanted to go and marry some fella from another family. The family was of you know lower stature or whatever. Dad wasn't having it. She went to she planned to make a, a runaway and then the dad went well if you're planning on disobeying me well here you go and he slit her and it went from there um so you're right there are various variations on this but one of the variations that i'd heard was when it came to um the choices that you make um where you've got the you know yes i die no you die yes but now i look like you and eventually i die right the Right, the Japanese and the Chinese, right, have this very like upfront and blunt way from what I've noticed of how they handle spirits and legends, right? Where rather than like if this was a spirit roaming around Britain, for example, um your your first thought would be, I need a priest. I need a priest for an exorcism and all I don't that think I've ever thought I need a priest, but yeah. Well, when was the last <laughs> time you saw a spirit? 
Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the, the priest will be calling. No. Um. So, the Japanese—they're—they're they're very upfront and blunt with the spirit itself. So supposedly, if she ca- catches up to you and she says something to you, um, what you can do is tell her very bluntly, I'm very busy at the moment. <laughs> I don't have time for this. And she apparently accepts that and just goes wandering on her way. So she's um, she's uh, she's not like a, a, a cool salesman where you... Uh, yeah, no, no. She's, she's, say, she's, I'm she's, very not, busy. she's not a hassler. I mean, she'll kill you if given the chance, but she's not going to hassle you for it. Um, well, at least, you know, she, at least she's polite. I mean, that's that's exactly know, that's reasonable. She's, that's reasonable. She, she respects the fact that you have prior plans. Dying would put a dampener on those plans, and Absolutely. you know, you know, that's just the way it is. But it is a creepy legend. It is. Um, yeah, yeah. I I remember hearing about it. You know, quite a few years back when I was when I was a bit <coughs> excuse me when I was a bit younger, and it always uh, it always stuck with me. Um, I didn't. I didn't know the backstory or anything. I just knew about the the. You know, she asks you if she's, and then she reveals her face. And I thought because you know because of the modern world we're living in, where everyone is wearing a mask, it'd be a lot harder to identify her now. In in you know the sea of people, that is that is very very true. Um, it, so, it is. But I'll tell you this: what I have noticed is when it comes to like paranormal legends and myths and and things that come from that area of the world, and very rarely do you get like a good spirit or just a like you know like a like a like a positive spirit or just a casual mm, like a casper like a casper the friendly ghost yeah yeah you never get anything <laughs> like that it's always That's some it. sort of malicious <laughs> intent behind yeah like to the point where these aren't so much spirits or ghosts anymore they're more they're more akin to demons um you mm. know and like if you i mean obviously one of the um they're very big on like comic book style anime drawings and things over there and a lot of their tales and a lot of their ghost myths, someone out there has drawn them, right? Um, and my God, I've seen a drawing of that uh, of this particular one, and it was terrifying because it was so gruesome of seeing this woman's face when she's taking the mask off and everything. And it's, yeah. it, it's and I think I think I think the point of the story is to shock people, um, yeah. to scare. To, to shock maybe you know it, maybe it, it's an originated tale of people trying to stop uh their their sons and their husbands going out at night you know and whatever in in fear mm. i believe I, I i'm not sure if it's if it's solely uh you know that men that she asked but i but i believe that's that's all the stories is all the tales is it, it's men uh that, that she asked because obviously you know being that she wants to look beautiful to the opposite sex. Of course, uh, of course. I'm so, sure so like, I... with any myth and any story, though, um, things change as, as mm-hmm. time goes on. Like, the story yeah. changes. The more people yeah. that know it, the more changes are made. Um, obviously, this is an old myth. I mean, hence why it's a myth, but it is an old legend. Um, and the chances are, back then, you know, it was, you know, men, it was just men like women women liked men and all that everything else yeah. was taboo and the people telling these stories would you know would reflect that but i'm sure as the years go on and this story gets told more and more that um the the concept will open up and she might start talking to women as well and that sort of thing and 
you know, and there's nothing yeah, wrong with she's, that. She, she, to be more PC and inclusive of the modern exactly. age. Exactly. I mean, there's, um, no, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with yeah. the story changing and all that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a story, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. They're, they're, supposed to, they're supposed to change, I think, to, to meet modern, or, or to meet the, the society that they're being told in, absolutely. Otherwise, otherwise it, it wouldn't be as impactful. So here's a question for you, then. Right? Uh, are you beautiful? Of course you are. Damn right, damn right. Um, so, um, what would you do? Do you think? What would you do in that situation? Like, if someone, uh, well, like, like, let me, let me, let me make this a bit more like localized because it's not often that you're walking around on a street in Japan. Nick. What, um, what have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard the stories, but um, at the end of the day, I, I know for a fact that you don't often walk the streets of Japan, right? No. So let's say, for example. You were walking the streets of somewhere in Britain, right? And gonna pick an area that I know well because I'm from there and it's Glasgow, right? And there's you. You're walking down Socky Hall Street, maybe have a sausage roll in your hand, who knows, right? And then all of a sudden, this woman comes up behind you, long black hair, white eyes, and a mask on, and goes, Here are you, pal. Am I fit? I'd say what? I can't understand your horrible accent. No, I'd say... <laughs> I mean, I know knowing the story now, I would obviously behave very differently. If I didn't know the story, that would be interesting to see what would I do, you know. Uh, and especially if I'd had a drink, I think would be the would be the the deciding factor because if i had had a drink i'd probably be a bit more open for a, a conversation about how attractive a lady was um but if <laughs> if i if i if i was you know dead sober and i've i've heard the story i might be a little hesitant you know yeah. i mean I, I might i you know I, certainly i would uh if, if if the question came up and she was right there and she was wearing a mask yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd I'd probably be a bit hesitant to be honest, and I'd I'd probably, like you said, avoid the question. Maybe say I'm very busy. I have to be somewhere. <laughs> I have plans that involve being alive, so I'd try and get out of it that way, and then just peg it, I guess. But but not knowing the story. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably I'd probably I'd probably be up for a a a question a, a Q and A, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> which I'm is scary. I'm just going to jump in there very, very thing. Um, obviously we are a um, we are a British podcast, but we do go for the, you know, the entire world. We're not just aiming for a British audience here. And uh, my my colleague and fellow co-host here uh, used the words he would peg it. Now in Britain, peg it means he would run. Cheese right? it. Yeah, he would he would run away, not. <laughs> Just lay down. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a peg on her nose <laughs> and be like, "There you go." <laughs> no, but that is not what pegging means. Um, I tell you what, if the story does evolve, could it evolve into the put a peg on her nose and she goes away? <laughs> like, I know what to do with you. Oh no, I lost in the washing light. No, no. <laughs> So whenever, whenever you you walk the streets of uh, wherever it was in Scotland, you, you need to carry a peg. Um, do you yeah. remember uh, speaking? Hey, that reminds me. Do you remember pegging as a thing when people when you would go out and people would put clothes pegs on you? Did you ever do that, or did you ever? I 
Dude, is that a thing? Up. Did I make it up? I so think I, you made that up because no, I, I swear. It nowadays, and I can assure you that no one of a child <laughs> age did it. <laughs> I swear there was a thing for a while. No, no. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't think it okay. was. I think. Um, I mean, it's not. It's not. It's. It's not for. Not for here and now. But. Uh, so yeah, I, the, what what would I? Yeah, what would you do? That's the question. I, I'm I'm gonna I'll be perfectly honest with you. I if I especially if I'd had a drink in me, I'd flirt. I know I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she'd show me her face. I'd inform her that I've seen worse. Um, <laughs> you'll you'll do. You'll do. I'll be like I'll be like right, your cheeky vixen, get in the van. Um, no, uh, it would just be. It would be. I'll be honest. She she would be running from you. Exactly. It'd be like yeah. You don't just says those love. Um, no. Um, but no, I just I I, uh, I think I would I would flirt till she removes the mask, and then like most humans, I would violently shit myself, um, mm. and and that and, and most likely would then die because let's face it, violently <laughs> shitting yourself is not often a compliment. So she'll take yeah. that as yeah. it's all up for interpretation. Yeah. That's like, um, but yeah, I mean that's... after violently crapping your pants you'd probably want to die anyway so exactly exactly so um what i will uh say then is we will move on from this topic now because i think we've given this woman more than enough attention for her evil intent of killing the men on the street kuchisaki owner say that again kuchisaki owner give it to me one more time <laughs> kuchisaki <laughs> owner you can tell he's practiced that. I was proud of him. I was expecting. I've written it down. I've written it I mean, down, and I have to look at it every time. I'm sorry. I was expecting a, a different word each time, um, but no, <laughs> we'll move on. I so right. I thought you were just going to say gesundheit. Mushy, mushy. Um, so what we'll do is we'll move on to uh, my my story now. Um, now I will say that um, obviously we've chosen two stories each here. Um, Nick has done some research. Um, I have picked one that's a very, very basic. It's it's sort of a haunting scenario. Um, but my second story is where most of my talking points will come up today because it's a personal one. So we'll get through this and then we'll get to the juicy stuff as it comes. But um, for those who aren't aware, I am a Scotsman, but I do live in a lovely... Little. Thought you were Turkish. I hate it well. I do hate it well. Um, born in the streets of Marmaris, moved to Glasgow, <laughs> and then and then, and then travelled the world. No, um, I live in a lovely, tiny little northwestern village named Liverpool. Um, you might have heard of it. I believe they have something to do with football. That's quite famous. Um, but one of the things that I absolutely adore about this city, um. A, apart from the way that it looks and the people in it, is it has so many haunted and paranormal stories for like various buildings. Um, but it would take a whole episode on its own to go through every one of them. But the one that I've chosen, we might do, we might do that sometime. We could do, we could do in the future. Um, but one of the the one that I've chosen is called Newsham Park Hospital. Um, and I've chosen it for two reasons. One, because the building is absolutely stunning. 
it's old decrepit in the inside and it's it's abandoned, but the outside of it is stunning. And two, because I live five minutes away from it. Um and it's <clears throat> the the building is huge, but I do often when I go for like a you know, especially during these times, you want to go out for a walk just to see the outside world a bit. Um, I walk past this hospital very regularly, right? So essentially, Newshire Park Hospital was a, as as the name says, it was a a, a a hospital. But think instead of like NHS and running around and getting paracetamol when you need it, it was an a, an insane asylum uh, with one of the most infamous psychiatric wards in the like in the entire country. Now, there's various tales about what went on there. You'll you'll hear stories about um, that how the the people inside were very badly treated, especially during like the war and everything else, and they they, they were more like prisoners than they were patients, and you know the the methods that they used to treat things like mental illnesses and bipolar disorders and all that sort of stuff were were archaic. But the other side that you'll see is that you'll have records of of doctors doing the best with what they knew, with what they had. And actually treating patients quite respectfully. As stories go, things and narratives get twisted as years go by and people tell the story. Um, the hospital was shut down many, many, many years ago, which is why it's now decrepit on the inside and it's starting to crumble and fall, fall apart. But people have obviously broken in over time and taken photos of the place and everything else. Um and because of the state of it, it honestly, it looks like a bomb has hit it on the inside. The place looks terrifying. It, it, it is the like the breeding ground for the, those type of scenes that you would see in ghost films and horror films. So as people have seen that, they've now changed the legends a lot more to be like, all oh, these people have been mistreated and everything else. Now, they have had local groups go into this, this, uh, this building. Not for like, I believe there's been seances and stuff that was done as well, but I don't, I don't hold a candle to those to be honest. I don't really think they have much weight, but people have gone in with like video cameras and everything else and, and seen and heard some like creepy stuff, right? And the, it's, I've always, I've always wanted to go in myself, um, but especially in the wards that had, um, had child, uh, children patients, sorry, um, there seems to be a lot of activity that goes on there. And there was there was a few videos and a few tales that I'd seen online of people who were going into the, 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 the children's ward and they were hearing like uh, children's toys activating and stuff like the old Jack in the boxes. And like um, one of the videos that I saw was, it was the most simple thing ever, but it was terrifying where there was a guy just on his own walking around filming with one of those GoPros. And he didn't even realize he was in the children's ward because you wouldn't know. Um, they all look the same with all the beds and everything, right? Um, and as he's just he's just turning the camera around and recording quite slowly, and all of a sudden this little dusty red ball just rolls across the floor. <laughs> right? It's nowhere near him, right? And what when I watch ghost videos, I always try to um, like freeze frame on certain things if something appears on the screen because I try to figure out if there's a wire or if there's a place that someone can hide or whatever, just to you know make it up for the video but i did that with this and it was a wide angle lens there's no one there there's no one in the room there's no way this ball just decided to start rolling on its own or anything else but this is all it was was a ball rolling across the floor covered in dust right 
this guy saw it and did the best thing ever. Just looked at it and went, that's quite enough of that then. <laughs> <It> just went, <laughs> <laughs> so, he's not, but it was, it was great. It was it's such a great response. It was just like, that's enough of that. So he starts walking down the hallways and stuff. And you, you can catch like glimpses of like shadows and stuff down mm. the bottom of the hallways and things he's recording. It's things that he didn't even see when he was when he was filming, but it shows up on the on the the um the video. Now I love this this place. The, I, I, I urge you to Google Newsham Park Hospital, right? Just to see the building, right? Because it's huge and it's in the it's literally smack bang in the middle of this big lovely park as well. Um but it has such an eerie presence to the building on its own. Um, I've walked past it numerous times, and there's always it, it's so strange. It probably is my own, like my own doing. Like subconsciously, my brain is making me do this. But I always get an odd chill when I walk past it, right? And when I'm when I'm like on that road, my eyes will lock onto a particular window that you can still see on the hospital every single time I walk past it. And until I and my eye will not shift, I will not blink, I will not look away from it until I'm past that point where I can no longer see it. I have no reason for this. I have absolutely no like indication that I should be looking at this window. But every time I walk past that, I can't help it. I, I'm just like there's something about this particular window that just draws me in. Um, and there are so many like um, stories of hauntings there, of like people seeing nurses at the door. As well as like you know, as recently as a year ago, but I mean, this thing's been closed down for a long time. But you know, people are walking past like the, the big wood oak doors, and they're seeing nurses standing in the doorway. <laughs> and, That's crazy, like, man. It's things like that, and like people seeing faces in the windows and stuff. And it, it's, I see this as like a sort of paranormal hotspot, whether you believe in the paranormal or not or you're just purely a uh, you know a skeptic right if ever there was a place with so much of an aura where spirits would be attracted to it would be that place and you'd feel that just from looking at the picture of the place alone right mm. and and I, I i absolutely adore the fact that i live so close to this thing because it, it's one of the best sites i've ever seen but nothing like can compare to the feeling you get when you're standing outside it. It's just so odd to explain. It's such a, a creepy uh, thing, isn't it? Insane, insane. Yeah, excuse me. Insane asylums. Yeah, um, they they're they're terrifying. Absolutely. There, there's a reason that they make good settings for horror films. Yeah, I, I think I think as well. Every like insane asylum that or, or hospital, you know, mental hospital, whatever the. the politically correct term is um mm. everyone that you hear about you you hear stories that people have been mistreated you know mm. and and you know you can believe it you can absolutely believe it like back then you were treated for insanity for anything so like obviously yeah like everybody just said it was insanity there were like there was no bipolar disorder because they didn't have words for it or you know all the other like mental health disorders but there was things like mm -hmm. like um Dementia. Like there was dementia, but you, you had other ridiculous things like um, teenage pregnancy. Because back then, you, you'd have to be a mentalist as a teenager to get pregnant, apparently. So rather than you know give them proper medical care, they put them in like insane asylums and things like that. I'm not saying that happened at Newsham, but that did happen. 
what time period was was this open from until then? Because you say back then, uh, First World War was when it was around there. It was about okay before First World War actually. Um, I'm sure I read a plaque once that said that it was it was built in 1940, right? Um, but that is that is me paraphrasing from from memory here. Um, but it is it is an old old building. <laughs> so so when do you know when it shut down as well? Uh, oh, it shut down. I'd say probably the mid seventies, maybe maybe even early eighties, like completely. It's obviously gone through an overhaul, but but it has been yeah, it's pretty much been abandoned since then. I don't know. My brain was working there, thinking, well, maybe we could find, maybe you could find someone who was actually who worked there. You know, well, they uh, do tours of the thing. Um, oh wow! Obviously, they don't do it as much now with the whole Rona situation. Hmm. But they do uh, like uh, the only problem is that the, the tours themselves are gimmick tours. They're they're haunting ghost tours, right? Um, which I always find that those things are very like they, they don't really give you much fact about the area that they're talking about. They're trying to push the tail on you, and I get that it's the entertainment aspect that people are paying for, right? But ideally, do you know what I would love more than anything is just to pay someone who's legally allowed to go in there and be like, can you just be like an escort? Just you're legally allowed to be there, therefore so am I. Just keep me safe. <laughs> just keep, no, 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 just keep me safe. But it's like you're allowed to go in there, so I'm now allowed to go in there because you are there, right? Mm. Can I just have a look around? Yeah. I just want to have a look around. I don't want uh, oh, and over here is where we saw the white lady of blah blah blah, and you know, and yeah, over yeah. there is Doctor Swabba who used to cut up people with butcher's knife. I don't want that. I want to see it just on its own, and I want to. I want to feel the atmosphere. Right, without yeah. any like anything trying to twist my mind, I want I want my mind to be able to do its twisting on its own. <laughs> from what I see, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and for me, you know, the fact that you know, let's say it was shut down seventies, eighties, even before then, there's still going to be people alive who who you know who potentially worked there or had some experiences of there, had fam family who were there. Mm. Uh, you know, new people who were there. It'd be really cool to get you know stories of you know. I appreciate it's a touchy subject, but you know what? What things did did these things that people say happened there actually happen? You know, um, mm. or, or, or was there any evidence of it happening? Um, mm. Because, like you say, like like we said, uh, these insane asylums—they've all got. Uh, I I went and we went and visited one um, in Croatia. Um, oh God, we who did you know as that? <laughs> all my <laughs> friends <laughs> um but we you know we went to one that was you know it was it was used back in like back in i think the second world war and stuff like that and um it's it, it came along with its own ghost stories and you know you just i don't know you just have to think like you said because of the times because of the way society treated these people there weren't the laws and regulations that there are now about human rights and well-being and working conditions. Oh, human rights always closing down a sane asylum. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, it's it's they're always creepy, and especially mm. I guess if they've been if they've been derelict for for some years. But yeah, so that's that's my my story on that. Um, I know it's. A, I'd, I'd like. I mean, I'd I'd love to hear more more information on that if 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 at some you know i don't know i don't know if the listeners would like to hear you know more details about this place it's obviously a real place it's got it's got it must have some documented history oh god yeah there there is there is i mean there there's an amazing library 
in in Liverpool that like has like city records and everything that go back. Like you know, a lot like a lot of like main city libraries have city records and things that go back for like centuries and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I'd love to spend some time in the archives in there looking for stuff just about Newton Park Hospital. Um, I mean, I'd love to spend more time in that library on its own, to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure that place is haunted as well, but we'll get into that in another. <laughs> they're, they're genuinely in Liverpool. There are so many haunted sites and buildings. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I, I wasn't aware of I wasn't aware of that till I moved to Liverpool, to be honest. Um, but had I known about that prior, it would have been a major plus point in me moving. Um, because I, lo- I love all that stuff. Um, but it is it, it it truly is a crazy city. And but I realized my story there wasn't as um like as uh, as like an actual story as how as how Nick's was. And it was very, but very, very. Creepy. But your your story, your 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 story is is grounded in a lot of reality, whereas mine, you know, is exactly. It's in a park. I can show you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have, you have physical proof. <laughs> and and in, in all fairness, in all fairness, mine's is a hospital. Okay, what do people in hospitals wear? Masks. Okay, oh. so it fits in. Fits in with the theme. There we go. Save it. Save the podcast. Welcome to to this podcast about masks. <laughs> <laughs> Stay at home. Remain safe. <laughs> Remain indoors. <laughs> right. I think it's time for a new story, and I believe you've okay. got one. I have. So, from masks. That was an amazing build up there, by the way. I have. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do. I will. Shut up already. <laughs> um <laughs> so uh so my next story uh, uh still still a little bit out there you know um still a little bit in my mind uh maybe hard to to conceive and, and prove and or disprove uh but it's a story of black-eyed children oh creepy <laughs> not the black-eyed peas i mean they're creepy enough oh but i thought you said the black-eyed peas <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me there's something scarier than the black eyed peas. Well no, no, there's nothing scarier than the black eyed peas, but these are <laughs> these are black eyed children. I think the black eyed peas took their name from them, but they weren't children, so they had to call themselves peas. I think that's how it works. Um <laughs> if the black eyed peas are listening, yeah. You heard it. <laughs> if the black eyed peas are listening. Because <laughs> there's a chance. There's I'm a just, chance. I'm just throwing it out there. Terrify me. You absolutely terrify me. Not changing that. I'm telling you. Terrify me. Continue, Nick. <laughs> the Black Eyed Children. This is a um, story that I think dates back to sort of the, the mid-90s is when, when we start hearing reports of these these beings. It's not quite sure what they are. Aliens, demons, spirits, ghosts. Um, I, I, monsters uh, or just normal children with some sort of eye problem you know should have gone to spec savers <laughs> that got me i should have seen it coming i should have and it didn't and i didn't and it got me god damn it so the, <laughs> there's a, there's there's quite a few different stories about in, people's encounters with these children these beings i'm going to touch on a couple um so mm-hmm. 
like I say, stories sort of start off in the mid nineties, especially now, you know, and, and you hear a lot more nowadays with uh, the internet culture, Reddit, you know, uh, yeah. places that are committed to documenting these stories uh, mm-hmm. and the validity of all of these is obviously, you know, um, up in the air. There is no current physical evidence records. It's just people's stories and people's experiences, but uh, we're going to talk about them nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So there's one story um, about this guy who he um, he's driving uh, driving down the road. I think I think this is um, this is all based in in America in in various places in America that I'm aware mm-hmm. of. Is there, any, like, is there any key points in America, like any key places that this is based, or are we just? Uh, so like... I know I know I know one. There is uh, I think this one is is in Texas. Um, yeah, in America, I can't. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you the exact. You, you chose know, Texas because you like cowboys, don't you? No, that this is this is January January Texas. The other ones, I'm not sure. It's not sure exactly where they're where they're from, but I'm I'm going to assume most of these are America. Um, but there is there is I'm I'm sure there is sightings and and tales from all around the the world. Um, this this guy in Texas, he's he's um he's driving to uh go pay his bill. It's like I say, it's back in the mid 90s uh, he's mm-hmm. got like a, a you know electricity bill or whatever he's got to pay and uh, before you know before proper internet um i know there was internet around this time but yeah, not, not in texas, really had it. <laughs> <laughs> no, in texas. there's still places in america that don't have uh internet you know so um but anyway yeah. this guy's yeah. this guy's got to go pay his bills he takes a drive down to town um to, to pay his bill parks up his car mm-hmm. uh outside a cinema um and he's just about to get out of his car. He, well, sorry, he, he's writing. He's writing the check. He's writing a, a check, you know. And, and again, there's people in this day and age who've probably never, never, never written their own check. But uh, obviously, you know, you've got to fill out all the details before you go hand it into the bank or, or pay it over to whoever you're paying it to. So yeah. he's, he's sitting in his car writing his check, and uh, there's a knock on his window. He looks up, and a couple of boys, a couple of kids, probably about twelve years old. He, he, he estimates. Oh, ragamuffins. No ragamuffins, but just in you know the the modern clothes of the style at the time, nothing nothing untoward, uh, mm. or not seemingly nothing untoward about them. Um, and the kid says, "Oh, uh, you know, can you open your window?" You know, gestures to open his window. He rolls down the window, you know, and uh, the kid says, um, "Can you help us? Uh, me and my friend, we were going to go see a movie. Uh, my mum dropped us off here, but we've realised." When, since she's gone, we've realised we actually left our money at home. Would you mind taking us home to pick up our money and then bringing us back? And obviously the guy's like, the guy, you know, I mean think of yourself in that situation, you probably, you know, random kids you mm. probably don't want to do it, you know, uh, and and, you know, this guy's probably, this guy's really not really that interested in helping them, but you know, they're kids, so he's kind of like, um, you know, thinking about it, and the, then the kid, the kid says, uh, "Oh, it, you know, it won't take long. It won't take long. If if we can just get a ride with you, you know, we'll we'll be back in a minute." Uh, and the guy's like, you know, the kid's becoming a bit more sort of forceful with it, and you know, he's just he's just starting to say, you know, all these things. And it's at that point that the guy looks up in at this kid's face and looks into his eyes proper, and he realizes mm-hmm. that this kid. Has got no pupil effectively. It's just pure black. Uh, I don't know if that's the iris or I don't know. What yeah, yeah. You know, just, just pure black eyes, basically, um, like an animal. And he's obviously I'm, really I'm, taken I'm, aback I'm, by this. 
I'm thinking like kids from the grudge, you know, like the, the way they are. You ever seen the grudge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. I that was always the creepiest thing about them. It wasn't like the pale white skin, it was the eyes. It was oh. Mm. Um oh. so he notices, you know, that this this kid has got, you know, weird different eyes. But the kid is the kid isn't trying to get in, the kid isn't like threatening him in any way. Um <laughs> He's just asking to come in, and and this is one of the things that you you realize as we go through these stories is they they seem seemingly these these kids have to ask permission to either enter your residence or enter your car or they have to ask permission. They can't just come in, um, which is which is good, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> so eventually, the guys, good, the guys yeah, like that's good and respectful ragamuffin. That's good. Well, exactly, exactly. Um, so the guys like. The guy says no, says, you know, realizing that this kid has different eyes. The, mm. the guy says no. And he, he drives off, drives away, um, you know, and, and that's that's the end of that, that story. But that's his encounter. Um, mm. The next encounter is, is a little similar. Guy is going, I, I can't remember where he's, he's off to, but he's, he's taking a trip. And the trip is going to take him quite a while. He's, mm. he's, um, so he's, dri- he's driving his car. Again, somewhere in America, I can't remember where this is, but he he's driving. It's it's getting late, mm-hmm. um, and he's getting tired, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So he pulls over in a layby and he's like, "I'm gonna have a have a sleep in my car, you know, um, rest up, and then and then get on my way." Mm-hmm. Pulls over, <clears throat> pulls over at the side of the road, um, falls asleep, and is awoken sometime later by a tapping on his on his car window, mm-hmm. and he wakes up, obviously, sort of disgruntled and uh you know doesn't doesn't really know what's going on a bit confused obviously mm-hmm. and he looks looks out his window and he sees this this kid probably 15 years old dressed in like a hoodie like a modern you know for the time i guess modern day clothing nothing on toward except he notices that this kid is very very skinny very mm-hmm. thin uh very pale as mm-hmm. well and obviously it's dark outside um you know, this is this is assumedly the middle of the night, early morning, and so he again he kind of rolls down his window to let the kids speak, thinking that you know this is a guy who's you know obviously just whatever reason is out here and needs a ride, and the guy the, the kid says uh, I'm lost, I need a, a ride into town. Can you can you give me a ride into town? Um, and this guy obviously sort of thinking, well, this is this is weird. Like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I pulled over a lay-by, didn't see anyone. Um, and now there's this kid here. Um, and it's at that point that the guy notices that this kid isn't alone. Mm. He notices a couple of other kids. What is, specifically, the story mentions a girl, similar age, sort yeah, of standing yeah. further back, uh, with, with another kid as well. So there's three of them, at least. Mm. And they're asking to 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 get a lift to to come. I, I think actually in this story they're they're asking just to come in the car. They they're not even necessarily asking to go anywhere. They just want to uh, they they just want him to open the door. Mm. So the kids just saying just just open the door. And obviously this guy's getting a bit concerned now because he thinks well, you know these kids are going to fuck with me because it's middle of night. Mm. They're on their own. I'm on my own. Why would they be out here? You know. So he's got. The, uh, the the guy in the car has got a knife with him in the glove box, so he grabs Back a knife. At, so of course, yeah. Uh, in, in case you need to emergency coconut, exactly. <laughs> Open. Exactly. You never know. Um, 
you never know. So the guy's got a knife. I mean, so he, he pulls out the knife and sort of brandishes it so that the kids can see it, thinking that, you know, they'll get scared, run off. Yeah, yeah. And the but this doesn't this doesn't deter the kid uh, that's at the that's at the side of his door. The kid just keeps saying, "Let us in." We we don't. He's, and the kid says, "We don't have any guns. We're not going to hurt you. We just we just need to come in. We just need you to open your door," which just doesn't sound right. Anyway, you know. Um, yeah. No story. No. Can you take us somewhere? Can you do this for us? Or or we're being you know we we've yeah, been yeah. lost or whatever. Just just open your door. Open your door. Um. So the kid kid keeps asking him. And eventually the guy's like, well, this is, this is weird. And it's at that point that the, the kid who uh, is beside the car mm. starts violently shaking the car. And the, it's reported in the story that this kid is, who, who is notice, noticeably skinny, mm. not more than 15 years old, but he's able to violently shake the car and like even almost push it up onto you know two wheels onto its side a little bit so the guy's like this is crazy and it's at that point that then the girl who was sort of further back is now all of a sudden right up in front of him in in the front of the car and he's like this is just weird and uh, you know the guy notices that these kids also at that point when he looks at the girl he notices that they don't have proper eyes they have Mm -hmm. these dark black eyes so he he you know cracks on the car reverses or whatever and get gets the hell out of there mm. um but once again you know kids asking permission to come in to to get inside uh, then there's the uh, final story of uh a lady who um late at night she's she's in bed um he, he is a knocking at her door mm-hmm. uh she gets up and she's like, well, you know, it's it's early in the morning. That's weird, you know, to have people knocking at your door. Gets her husband up. Obviously, they both go to the door. And they look through the, the people um, mm. and they see these kids standing there. Terrifying. And they're obviously thinking, well, this is weird, you know, but these kids are probably in, possibly in trouble. You know, it's the middle of the night. Uh, mm. I think the kids were were possibly about sort of six to eight years old, ten years old. You know, so so yeah. not even teenagers. You know, it's not like not like teenagers. Which out there for some trouble. reason, and I don't know why, and I can't explain it. It's, it's scarier. Reason, it's scarier because they're just kids. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it, it's so they odd. should be innocent, but they're yeah. Mm. So. The, they open a door and the kids are like, oh, we, our parents are, are going to be here soon, but can we come in with you because, you know, it's dark out and we're, we're scared and cold and whatever. Mm. Um, we, we're, just, we're just waiting for our parents, but, but can we wait with you? And the woman and the man sort of think about it for a while and they, they think, well, it must just, you know, maybe, maybe they, they, couldn't, they couldn't sort of think why their parents would be coming, but, you know, there's two kids outside. So out of the goodness of their heart, they say, okay, come in. Mm. And they come in, they sit down, and they don't, know, they, they, they don't notice straight away, you know, the eyes, as, as is most of the stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the woman offers to make them a drink, and she sits them down on the couch. And the, the woman said the, that she had three cats. She said two of the cats just disappeared at that moment, just ran off, like scared. One cat was 
Well, yeah, pussy, literally. <laughs> um, and, but one cat was was like hissing at the kids, basically. Like yeah. you know, when cats stand with their backs all like yeah, uh, yeah. arched and uh, scared, and this cat was just hissing at them. Excuse me. And the woman, the woman's just you know brushes it aside, thinks nothing of it, and she offers to make the kids a drink. So she goes into the kitchen and takes them a drink. Mm. When she comes back. Her husband is sitting with his head in his hands mm. on the on the on the couch, mm. and she's like, "What's the matter, dear?" And he just says, "I don't know. I just don't feel. I don't feel right. I don't feel very well." Mm. And then the kids ask if they can go to the bathroom, and she's like, well, "Okay, yeah, the bathroom is just down the hall." And then when they so the kids go off to the bathroom, leaving the the wife and the husband in the main room, mm. and the the husband starts to get nosebleed just out of nowhere you know mm. apparently he'd never really suffered from nosebleeds was was never a thing but you know all of a sudden got a nosebleed and kids are in the bathroom for a minute or two mm-hmm. then they suddenly just come back and say oh our parents are here mm. and they leave they, they walk out the door and the woman looks outside and she said that she could see uh two adult looking figures in a mm. car pulled up outside and she sort of remarked how that was so strange but she was also trying to tend to her husband who had the nosebleed at the time yeah of course and then it, it was reported that month sort of as time went by her, her life sort of fell apart so apparently mm. like weeks later two of the cats went missing whenever found again one one cat was found in a pool of its own blood oh morning just dead obviously and apparently the vet couldn't decipher what happened to it Hmm. the husband uh ended up suffering from a form of skin cancer um and apparently the doctors remarked that it was very odd to see such rapid growth of this cancer apparently he su- he survived and and got better but yeah. suffered with that and apparently her life had, had taken a turn for worse in terms of job and in terms of mental health had fallen apart yeah. so um and she she believes it to all be because of these these kids who she let into her house yeah not knowing what they were and has then subsequently in the years following research or, or at least found stories that are similar um and this is this is an example of what happens if you let the kids in, basically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, scary, scary, That's creepy terrifying. stuff. It's weird that there's so many, like, um, like documented cases of that because it's such an odd and creepy thing. Yeah, I think I I tell you, like, a, 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 and it, yeah, it, it's a very odd and creepy thing. And I tell you what, uh, I I've lived where I live now in. Uh, somewhere in Cambridgeshire mm. for about three years now. Three, yeah, just over three years. Mm-hmm. When we were li- we were living here, it must have been about it must be about a year ago, let's say. So say so two years in, maybe not even that, maybe about a year and a half into living uh-huh. here. In bed one night, it's about two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Someone knocks on our door. Now we've only been living here for a year and a half. We don't really know anyone that well. Why would someone be knocking on my door? So our bedroom obviously is on the front. Door. 
<laughs> so did you. And that's why they're knocking on the door. You've been missold. Well, I mean, tell you about it. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought, uh, wouldn't have thought anything of it. I would have, uh, would have told them to bugger off. So I, yeah. my, our bedroom is, um, is at the front of the house. So I, I hear the knocking on the door. Realize that you know the sun's not out. It, it must be early. Uh, what the or, or late? What the fuck's going on? I look out the window, mm. and there's a girl standing at my door. She looks about 15, not even that, 13, maybe, whatever. And I look down at her and I see, I see she's standing there. And I was just like, can I help you? Like, like in a, in a pissed off tone, because I was tired and pissed off. And I was like, why is this little girl? I thinking some girl has just got the wrong house like she was at a friend's house they went out somewhere in town they've come back yeah. and um just got the wrong house i've had that before someone someone walked into my house once getting the wrong house so i i yeah. figured that was you know something similar so can i help you and she looked up at me and she says uh with two, with with kind of in kind of a crying you know whining kind of voice mm. Oh, my friends have left me, and I can't find my friends, and I don't know where I am, and I don't know. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, because we've got we've got a hedge, quite a tall hedge in the front of our garden. Yeah, people hate and I'm, I'm standing. I'm thinking, right? I open the door, and her mates, two big men or whatever, come and rush me and steal, you know, rob my house and whatever. Mm. But i look at this girl you know in in the in the in the moonlight i can see this girl's face and she does look visibly distressed looks yeah, really yeah. young and i was just like Fuck's sake, right so i i stacy wakes up with me as well because she's obviously heard it all mm. and i chuck on some clothes real quick and i go downstairs and i open the door a little bit because i'm thinking at any minute i'm gonna get jumped here i think i was even looking for something to like a stick or something to take with me you know in, in, case, yeah, in yeah. case something happened this is how much i believed it was gonna be so open the door and it turns it turn, you know she she starts telling me this story she's kind of like sobbing and like you know when you're like sobbing yeah, and yeah. you can't catch your breath she's doing that and um so but she tells me that she's been out with her friends and she's got some problem with her legs where she just she can't walk for very long very well mm. And she didn't, they, her friends have all wandered off and left her because she couldn't keep up or something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck's sake. Like, it's so, I said, right, fine, come in, like, try and try and calm her down to try and understand what's going on. It turns out that she lived literally like round the corner. How she didn't know where she was, I don't know. But I said, fine, I, you know, I said, I'll, I'll drive you, I'll drive you home um it was literally like two minutes away two minutes drive away mm. um like i found it on sat nav and just just went and like so yeah got got dressed just just drove her home drove her to the end of like her road mm. and then her funnily enough her friend was there there waiting for her like um but i and, and i had no idea about these black-eyed children at this point in time mm. um when when this all happened if i'd known about them do you think I would have let this girl in? Nope. I mean, Christ, not. <laughs> nope. God, I, I would have been like, <laughs> no ah, way. My neighbor's awake. Go there. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, it, it was it it was funny because, like I say, I didn't and, and nothing. You know, I 
nothing seems to have happened we've not had any you know terrible terrible luck in the in the household or anything like that have your cats gone missing yes we we didn't have any and we still don't have any so this oh, well, that's, and that's undeniable proof for me permanently missing cats <laughs> yeah it's a she phenomenon was, i'm um, telling you you have no cats there there's clearly the worth of the black eyed peas clearly <laughs> um and uh yeah but, well that, that you're doomed for life bro but I wish now that I'd had a good look at her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I wish. And if and if I if I if you know if, if I'd read that if I'd read any of these occurrences before that happened, you, you'd mm. be damn sure I wouldn't have let her in. Yeah, exactly. I would have I would have I would have made some excuse and just said, "Look, I'm sorry. I don't want any. You know, I haven't been missold PPI. I don't listen to your albums. <laughs> Leave me alone." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Like, but at the end of the day, right? You're a good man for what you did, Nick, and you did help that girl out. But here's the moral of the story: being that nice is going to get you killed, right? And now I know that. Now yeah. I now Please I realize that, that. Consideration in the future, because because mm. it I was it was it was weird. Like I just I I had this whole sense of this is really weird and really unnatural. But I was tired, you know, obviously I'd been woken up, I was quite tired, and I did you know, I didn't I didn't think too hard. I did, what I what I remember thinking was I've been in some situations where I've been on a night out in places that I don't usually go out and I don't know, and I've been separated from my friends and I've had to walk place like, you know, in the middle of the night. Yeah. And there's been times where I've thought, Oh, do you know what? If it if I really am lost and that bad, I'll just try knocking on a door and hopefully someone will be like helpful and let like direct me somewhere or at least like let me stay on the couch or something you know what i mean and and i yeah. think that that situation you know i i was like well i i can relate to the the, the problem that this girl had um yeah yeah and and i wanted to help rather than you know but the other thing is like all our neighbors are old so you know they none of them would have heard them <laughs> heard the knock on the door but uh they, but yeah uh, that, if, that if, if you say they were just in the smart thing and mm. and just ignoring it. They, because... They'd obviously they'd obviously heard the stories. All I'm saying is they've still got their cats and you don't. So <laughs> they all still do have their cats, the bastards. They always poo in my garden. Oh okay. well, 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 send the kids around. That problem will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is creepy. That whole, that whole concept of that is terrifying. The whole concept of that is absolutely sure. Um, and do you children... remember? Do you... Do you remember the Simpsons episode where the kids all, you know, they go to see the movie when they shouldn't see yeah, the yeah. movie, and the kids have all got the creepy mind reading abilities and stuff yeah. like that? I, well, yeah, I, I wonder. <laughs> like, it's obviously it's just it's new, we're we're not that uncultured that we we believe that it's a it's a reference to the Simpsons. <laughs> but, no, no, I, I was going to say I wonder if that's where the Simpsons got it from. You know what I mean? Yeah, Those kind of... it is. It's the whole concept of it is like children yeah terrifying i think think right? think things that are things that aren't supposed to be scary kids mm. bear you know not bears but like uh cuts cuddly toys dolls things that aren't supposed to be scary but then become scary are yeah. are, are ex extra well, the, scary. Thing, the thing that i i am thinking to myself is like what like obviously these black eyed children what are they right you know like it's, it's like why are the eyes black are they a spirit again is it a spirit or is it a demon of some sort what has caused something that is so innocent and so you know pure to suddenly become like so demonic with such a small change 
It's changing the eye color. But you see, I'm not looking at it like like it's a it's a child who's been possessed by something. I'm looking at it as it's something that's imitating a child. Yeah, you yeah. See what yeah. I mean, it's but, it's what is and 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 is it that you know which way but around? But there's is something it? that's so uh, out there that's taken mm. some that image. Let's say the child is an image, absolutely, right, yeah, and has yeah. twisted the purity of what a child is into something yeah. so vile, right? And 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 again. If there are any black-eyed children out there listening to this, and I've just called you... Violent. Don't release another album. I mean, I'm, yeah, don't release another album. Don't do that. Um, I'm not mocking you personally. I'm sure you've got goals, but you need to accept you're a creepy-looking bastard, right? And, and if you own it, yeah, if you own it, you'll get further in life. Stop trying to get into people's cars. Stop killing cats. And that's all I've got to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> a, a plea to the black-eyed kids. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a it's a weird it's a weird phenomenon. There are many 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 more stories, and I haven't even heard them all, obviously. Um, so it, yeah, it, it'd be interesting to hear more <clears throat> more accounts. And and I guess I guess what's creepy is they all kind of line up in the sense of they have to ask; they can't just come in. Mm. Um, people That's get a, a sense of unease. A growing um, theme when it comes to like paranormal things. I mean, like even if. Um, let's go out there even more. Like even vampires, sure enough, there's yep. that old tale that's old. They they respect the kill, isn't it? That's why they have to they have to be invited. They won't just break in. It's it's a game to them. It's a mind game. They want them to yeah. be completely like broken down to the point where they're susceptible to anything. And if they aren't at that point, it's basically just a monster fighting someone who's struggling. Um and it's 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 crazy. It's a it's a terrifying concept. It really is. Um mm-hmm. I tell you what, then that 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 was terrifying. Um, I, I have, I, I I still think children are horrible, and now it's proven. Um, I also think the black IPs are horrible, and it's proven further because now they're killing cats. Um, so, <laughs> thanks, thank you for the research that you did there. That's that that I, that was a wonderful story. Um, I think what we should probably do now is move on to my one finale. Um. And wrap it up a bit now, because I think we've 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 talked about spirits long enough that I'm worried that we're actually going to summon one. Um, and I have a very busy busy day, and I I can't deal with that. So, um, onto uh, onto my own tale here. Now I will bring this up. This is something that actually happened to me. So it's not a story that I've researched. I I was there. This happened. I still don't have an explanation for it. Couldn't tell you what I think it is. All I remember is the fear that came with it, right? I will state for the record that whilst I am a skeptic, I'm sort of a half a skeptic. I believe that things like spirits and stuff can exist. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, Jay, you're so handsome. Why are you sitting there thinking of a silly thing like that? And that is true. But what my belief is it belief in it is, as much as I don't have proof of it, it doesn't mean that I don't want proof. Right? I would love for some some vague idea to even remotely prove some of the things that we think that we witness or some of the stories that you see online and you know of the of the famous ghost stories and everything. Um I don't believe in higher powers and, you know, all that sort of thing. What I believe a spirit is, is purely 
an imprint on this world of the energy of someone who's now no longer here. Our bodies are fully energy at the end of the day. And I don't think it's it's completely inconceivable to think that that energy leaves a rift somewhere. Sometimes it's like, a, like, a, like an imprint or a recording. Yeah. yeah, sort of. Maybe not so much a recording. Well, but then again, maybe. Because let's face it, that's essentially what a haunting is. It's like when you get when you when people think that a haunting is in is in a house and it's you know, I, I mean I'm like yeah, okay you get the psychics coming in and all that I don't believe in psychics I think that's a load of crap but there, it's always the same sort of thing where they come into a house oh the person who's here used to live here before you did and then they're dead and you know it's the same sort of story and if that would tie in in a, in, in a way that would make me think well that is an imprint of that person localized in the place that they live and they're just reliving like whether it was a happy moment or yeah, so, a horrible moment so happened. you hear about like a ghost train that will run exactly. along the same track at yeah. the same time with, that it used to before it obviously you know exactly something and else I, just, been I just believe it's an imprint and that's all it is and when it's an imprint of something I don't believe we've got anything really to fear unless it can manifest itself in such a way where it can manipulate like the physical world around you. Like a like a poltergeist. Like a poltergeist. Um I don't believe there's anything to fear. That's what I've always sort of thought. Right? Mm-hmm. We are energy, we release energy constantly, we pull energy in towards us. It's not untoward to think that we leave a little bit behind. Right? There's you know, there's there's no way I can prove that. Scientists haven't proved it for me to prove that ghosts are real, but maybe someone will, right? Mm. That's all it is. So, yeah, on to my story that genuinely is the most terrifying thing that ever happened to me, right? Uh, it was my 17th birthday, right? Um, back then I lived in a little village that was just off the Thames, which connected to a larger town about a mile away, right? On my 17th birthday, I met up with five friends from college in town to go and have some fun right and i remember that we went to my friend's house we listened to some music we had some food right and as all teenagers do we had paid a gentleman to go into a shop called freshers and buy us some beer not a lot we had enough between us to buy about eight cans to split between five of us but it didn't matter so we had a few drinks and I mean a few. So when I when I've only ever told this story like once or twice, and one person turned around and went, "Ah, but you were drinking." Well, I, I'd I'd had like a beer and a half. I was right? going to say eight 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 between five. Yeah, I, I'd had a beer and a half. I might have been young, but I'm Scottish, right? So like, there's there's more alcohol in me naturally. Yeah, I see, there's more alcohol in me naturally than there is in that can, right? So I was like, it, it, it's it's. That it's completely irrelevant, but I'm telling you just for the for the basis of it. So we we'd had a few drinks, we'd had a little bit of a walk around, and we all decided like it was about oh about twelve o'clock at night uh, that we'd all go our separate ways. People had to get the train and everything else. Now a friend of mine um, was staying at um, at my house for the evening because of how far away he lived. Right for anonymity's sake, I will name him. Geraldo. I, I don't speak to Geraldo anymore. I haven't done for, for numerous years, but um, 
he this happened he witnessed this and this this happened to him as well um anytime i tried to speak to Geraldo about this over the next few years or mention or bring up that night he would refuse to talk about it. he would absolutely refuse to talk about it um and i and i never pushed him on it because that was it so me and Geraldo had decided to go home should we spend the 10 quid on a taxi to go a mile no we'll walk it because you know well, I, I say it's a mile. It's a, it was about it's 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 two and a half miles, really. Right now, the walkway between um, this village that I lived in and the town was essentially one long road that went um, that went into the town, or there was a train track that went past the road and went into the centre of the town, or there was another way, which was a wooded walkway that was literally on the Thames itself. And it's during the day, it's gorgeous. And I mean, we have walked that thing so many times at this point that I could probably have described each and every individual leaf on the ground. That's how well we knew this path. And contrary to the to the road that's that's next to it, the road, which is quite straight, the, the, the wooded walkway isn't. It, it has windy little paths. It goes round like a sort of dirt trail. There's a, there's a little like wooden step bridge that you have to go over because there's a bit where the, the Thames runs off into the underground and everything. But generally, during the day, especially when the sun's out, it's absolutely gorgeous. And we used to go down there when we were younger and hang out um, because it was a place where you were just, you were hidden. You know, you do what you like, so you could smoke, you could drink and all that sort of stuff. Generally be wee bastards, right? My point is, I knew this walkway and I knew it well. And so did Geraldo, right? So we're walking, and uh, it, bear in mind, this is past midnight now, so it's very dark. We, we have maybe a little bit of light from the, from the road, from the street lamps, but mostly what we've got for light is the moon, right? And I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was a full moon tale and the moon was blood red. It wasn't. There was enough light from the moon that we could see a little bit in front of us. Not far, but we knew the road. So we got to the wooded path. And we're walking down it, and we're talking about um, what was oh yeah, we were just talking about what what my friends had given me for for my birthday, um, and I remember him going on about going, no, that's really nice and everything. Because me and Geraldo, we went to when we went to college, we went to different colleges, um, so these friends that we were meeting up with were my new friends, and he was meeting them for the first time. Um, and I remember Geraldo was telling me, he was going, it seems like you've got a good group here. So it's a nice, a nice group of friends that you've got. I'm, I'm happy everything's going well. And you know, you've got some nice presence here. And that's what we talked about. So we were in an in-depth conversation as we're walking through the woods. All right. And then all of a sudden, he stopped mid-sentence and just went, where the hell's that? And I looked up and I'm going... My eyesight's not the best anyway, but I'm looking up and I'm going, shit, what is that, actually? In the middle of the path, I'd say about 15, 20 feet in front of us, there is what I can only describe as a large mass, just thick, dark mass, not making any particular shape, but it was about 12 foot tall, right? And he's going, what is that? Now, I, my eyes are trying to adjust to it. And I'm thinking, is that, is that a tree or something? And I'm like, well, no, it's in the middle of the path. I know this path, right? 
There was no tree in the middle of the path. They built the path around the trees. And I'm going, what the hell is this? But he was going, that's moving. Which was weird because there was no wind. So even the trees weren't moving. The branches weren't moving. Nothing. Right? And he went, that is moving. And I went, nah, nah, it's not. So we took a couple of steps forward because we were, you know, at this point we're thinking to ourselves, oh, we're just letting our imagination get away from us. Right? Then we heard this whooshing sound. Like, it's this, like the sound that wind makes, but with no wind. Nothing's touching us. There's no feeling, but there is a sound that is making a very loud straight past our ears. Right? That's enough to scare the shit out of me at the time. Right? And I turned around and I went, what the hell is that? Right? And Geraldo went, it moved again. And I looked up and sure enough, this 12-foot mass has now started to turn as if what we were looking at was the back of something. So that it like it hadn't noticed us up until this point. Then the whoosh happened. And it was like we were it, it was now aware of our presence. And this thing turned around, right? The whooshing started again. And I was going, what the fuck? I turned around to him to ask him what what the fuck is this, right? And the only thing he said was run, right? Now he was considerably um faster than I was, right? But I just remember running after him. I had a bag that was filled with presents and I and I chased after him, right? We got maybe a half a mile down the road before I started really starting to die because, you know, I was a smoker. I wasn't the fittest of people. <laughs> and I'm running after this guy. Um, and he, I stopped for a minute and I'm like, Jesus, what the hell, right? He looks up, not even a minute to catch our breath. And he's gone, run. And I went, what? And I've turned around, and sure enough, there it is again. It's now in a different position, but here's this big black mass of something, and it's closer. It's now closer than it was than when we fucking ran away from it originally. So I panic, and I run. We eventually get to the little staircase. It's an old concrete staircase that leads up to the, uh, up to the bridge that connects onto the road that goes over the town, right? The stairs themselves, there's about 35 stairs going up onto the bridge. All concrete, all old, you know, it's been there since the, the dawn of man, right? We ran up the stairs. We're now in the light of one of the street lamps, right? So we now feel it's something it's something very odd and comforting about light. You feel safe just because there's light on you. And we're now away from the we can we're we're next to the wooded area, but we're now on the main road under a street lamp. And at this point my lungs felt as if they were about ready to fall out of my throat. So I needed a breather. And he sat down next to me and he's going, what the fuck was that? And I went, I don't know, but it, but it chased us. Whatever the fuck it was, it chased us. Right? And I was like, okay. Odd. I don't like that. Caught our breath and then we thought to ourselves after about five or so minutes, maybe, <laughs> maybe we were just we just scared the shit out of each other. And then I started thinking to myself, but how, why would we do that? We were having a perfectly normal conversation. Granted, we were in a dark wooded area, but we were just having a conversation. We had no reason to worry because we knew the road so well. 
why would we both just suddenly make this thing up that we see and then react to it in such a way that we did? And I know for me, the thing that scared me the most was I couldn't explain what I was seeing. And so because I didn't know what it was, I couldn't tell if I was in danger or not. Right. And I remember going, right, okay, I tell you what, we'll just walk on the road then to get back because at least there's street lamps. And I went, right, that's fine. So we got up, we stood up, looked back over, which was the stupidest thing I could have done. And there it was at the bottom of the steps. It's still a black mass, sort of like, I don't want to say smoke, more like a cloud. About halfway up the set, the, the, about like size-wise um, in, in terms of how tall it was. I said to you before, there was about 35 concrete steps that led up to the bridge. It probably came up to the 20th step if you were at eye level. And there it was, just smoldering there. And you couldn't so see... So you, you, could, you could see it better I could see now. It. I could see it. And it, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't lit up. It was still a black mass, but it was more lit up than it was when we were in the center of the woods. Yeah, and I remember, I remember looking for a face or something, any dis- like feature, to figure out what the fuck this thing was, and I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see any face or anything, but I knew it was looking at us. That was the terrifying thing. It was looking at us, right? I didn't tell him at the time that I was staring at it. He turned around, asked me for a lighter. I gave him the lighter. He lit up a ciggy. He looked. Geraldo shat himself and ran. So I did the same and I ran. Now we're now on a main road and we're running and we're running down. We get to about, we're now on a straight road. It doesn't curve like the woods does. So you can see the entrance to the village from, from this bridge. And we are running and we are running and we are running. We've put enough headway between us and that fucking bridge. And we get towards the, the sign that says, welcome to the village, right? At this point, I think I can't run anymore. If it's going to get me, it's going to get me, right? But I'm having a fag if I'm going out. For any American viewers out there, that is a cigarette, by the way. Um, Not a young man. Yeah, and uh, exactly. So I decided that uh, I'm going to stop and I'm going to have a cigarette. He stopped with me because he needed a break. And I was like, "What what the shit is this? What the hell is it? And I looked back up towards the bridge, which we had ran about half a mile at this point. We're now in the village, but we can still see the bridge a half a mile in the distance. And it was on the bridge. It was standing on the bridge in the middle of the road. It was now eclipsing the street lamp. As, in, I, as tall as the street lamp. As, in tall and, as tall, it was standing in front of the street lamp. The light couldn't get past it. And I went, no. Nah. Not having that. Not, not, not. So we just walked. We just got the fuck out of there. We walked across the little field that goes to my house. We got in, panicked a little bit, and just were trying to figure out for the next 10, 20 minutes what the fuck we just saw. We eventually decided that we we must have just made whatever up. Because it was safer to assume that than to figure out what the hell it was we just saw. So because it was my birthday, my um my mum had purchased us a few cans and a bottle of aftershock, which <laughs> which was the style at the time. 
Um, <laughs> and I remember we, we sat there and we drank that bottle of aftershock really quickly. We drank the cans and eventually we just decided, yeah, bed. And and that was it. And and I went to bed. He slept on the couch. Tried to speak to him about it the next the next day, and he wouldn't speak about it. He just he would not speak about it. He just said he wants to leave it. I went, okay, not a problem. Right. His mom came and picked him up. Where he went, and that was it. And uh, that night scared the utter shit out of me. Um, but I still always wanted to know what the fuck it was. Naturally, well, I say naturally. The next point kind of disproves this, because a few months later, when I saw Geraldo again, I, I brought it up because we hadn't seen each other since that night, and he he refused to speak about it. But to the point that when I was like, "Oh come on, we need to figure out what the hell this is," he got angry at me for asking. And when he started getting angry about it, I was like, "Okay, right, fine, whatever, whatever, we'll leave it." But he he felt so scared about whatever the fuck it was we saw that night that he would rather just lock it away in the depths of his memory than ever consider it again. And and that was it. So I could never talk to him about it. But I have wondered for numerous years what the fuck that thing was. I've never I've never felt fear like it. I've never been able to I've never seen something that I've never been able to explain, rationalize or put any form of logic into. I just know what I saw. I know that it came for us, and I knew it was practically taunting us all the way to the end. And I, I, I couldn't tell you what it is. I just, but I know there's something not natural about what I saw. Unless there's been an animal discovered recently that is essentially a black mass that just floats about the place and is 12 foot tall. But as far as I'm aware, that hasn't been discovered. No, I don't think so. Um, so, like, I'm, uh, uh, you know, whenever I hear stories, mm -hmm. I try and break it down piece by piece and like, mm -hmm. okay, so let's, let's, let me, let me do that. So, yeah. first of all, when you, when you said it was like a, you said originally it's like a black mass and you thought that you were looking at the back of it, mm. or it seemed like originally you were looking at the back of it. Mm -hmm. You heard a whooshing sound. Yeah, like the no, wind. But no, 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 no feeling. You couldn't feel it. Yeah. Nothing. Then Nothing. the next time you see it, after you've ran the first time, you see it mm -hmm. by the steps, and it's it's as tall as, say, 20 steps. Yeah, which if if I sort of think of the average concrete height of a steps, maybe I don't know a foot. Would you say? Oh no, no, it's not maybe as high as a foot. I don't think. I'd say maybe about half a foot, maybe half a foot. Okay. Um, so we're talking about something that's at least sort of twelve, like you say, ten to twelve foot hmm. still, which is what you originally recorded at. But then yeah. when when you then see it later on and it's eclipsing the light, would you still say it's the same 12 foot and it's just the perspective of where you saw it? Or do you think it maybe changed size? Well, how, how, how tall would you say an average lamppost is? Like a street lamp? Yeah. yeah street um, lamp. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at one right now. I would say it's got to be 
maybe a good 20 foot tall. Well, there we go. Looking... That's, that's the even creepier aspect of it then. So, which I'll be honest, I never even considered because I, I haven't. I I've mean, thought a lot about that now, but I haven't considered that. But I do remember it dwarfing that, well, I say dwarfing, eclipsing the street lamp. In the middle but of it the depends street. on it depends on your perspective, doesn't it? Of, of you know where where you well, were at the time, I guess. The street, right? So when you go up to the top of the um top of the the stairs, and you're now on this bridge, right? There there is a street lamp that is literally right there at the stairs, right? Mm -hmm. Just a standard street lamp because it, it illuminates the bridge. And when we look back to see it, when we were now in the village, you can see the street lamp. You can see the glow. But it's a glow. You can't see the actual ball yeah. because this thing's standing in front of it. So that that that's because because it's funny because obviously you say you say it's it's some sort of black mass. Like maybe you you described it as maybe like a cloud or a gas. Yeah, sort of. I'd say more like a cloud, and I don't know why I'm thinking to myself that clouds are. Um, I mean, let's face it, a gas and smoke and all that sort of thing is like it's like ethereal, isn't it? It's like. It's it's yeah. something that's there, but you could put it, your hand through it. I felt that it, it, as much as it looked like that, if I was to try and touch that, it would be solid. But it looks like it's smoky. It's weird. Yeah, okay. Well, it had to be somewhat opaque because the light wouldn't come through it. Mm. So it had to be... It had to be, no, but the light didn't yeah. come through it. When I'm saying that the... the that's, what, that's what I'm saying. So the light didn't come through it. So it's coming it out. Yeah. Mm. So it, you know, it blacked out the light. So it had to be, it had to be, it couldn't, it couldn't, you know, we, we say a cloud, I guess, I guess clouds obviously can block light. Um, mm. It just but depends. What on the what hell would a cloud of... be doing localized in front of a bridge trying to scare two 17 year olds? Well, also, so, so, so the thing about it for me, so for, first of all, I've never heard anything like this black, black mass, let's call it. Mm. Never really heard anything like this before. Um, but also, what 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 could naturally be twelve foot, or at least twelve foot? Anything, any animal. I mean, an elephant, uh, a giraffe. Yeah. But that, that, obviously, yeah. these are these are nothing. You know, nothing like what you're seeing. And also, you wouldn't probably see those animals in. Was it? Uh, it, it was it London? You were saying you were in. Yeah. So, you know, generally they're not going to be around. And also, you're saying it's more like a gas or a or a cloud. So that, you know, you'd know if it was an elephant. You know what I mean? You'd, yeah. Or you'd know if it was a, an, an animal of a mam mammal type. You, you'd mm. know. So what could be 12 foot, at least 12 foot? That's, that, I mean, I don't have that answer. Mm. Um, but also, what scares me about this is... Let's say, let's say you did see something, or you thought you saw something mm. initially. You don't, if if it's if it's just all in your mind, you don't then you don't then stop and see it another two times. Yeah. You don't then just rash like because you 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 knew when you'd seen it the first time, and you you ran away, then you stopped. Mm. You were you were questioning, well, what the fuck was that? That was really weird. The fact that you then saw it twice more to me in, in different places to me says that you know regardless of how drunk you could have been or couldn't have been or mm. mind altered state 
you know, that's... A and a half a Carlsberg export. Yeah, I mean, that stuff's pretty powerful. <laughs> but that, that to me just says, like, that can't be imagined. You know, that's mm. that's something that is... You know, you, usually you hear straight, oh, I saw this, and then I ran away, and I looked back, and it wasn't there anymore, you know. Um, mm. But this is this is three separate times, three separate um, places, mm. which is which is scary. Which which to me sort of is a bit more validating that this actually happened, or that, or that this thing actually was there, whatever the fuck it was. I've if never seen anything. I have those. never. See, here's the thing, though. And there's two of you. Right. There was two of you. Through, throughout my life since then, I have. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's creepy or it's a ghost or whatever, right? If there's a, if there's a, a recollection of it out there somewhere, I will find it and I will read it and I will do comparisons to what I think I saw. And I have and I have read thousands of articles. I have read thousands of stories of people's in forums putting up their own stories of what they've witnessed and, and everything else. I've watched every video you could possibly think of that's on YouTube about things. Not sure. once have I ever come anywhere close to like a description of what the hell I saw that night now the, 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 the crazy thing about it right is that I've seen stories of people like seeing like shadows and stuff in their houses or like black mm. again they use the term black mass but it's like it's like it's growing from a corner like a mold like like it's like smoke in a corner but it's it's growing and then suddenly it's gone Right, mm. and that kind of stuff. But even then, it's like in the corner of a room, and it's it's like a growth that disappears, which is what makes it creepy. Nothing about it being a formless yet somehow formed, twelve foot to twenty feet tall creature, right? It can apparently control the noise, but not the wind. So. I, like I, I just there was nothing about that whole period that I could explain, and I have rationalized it over and over and over again in my head, right? That the only thing I could think of, right, is maybe one of these people from college wasn't as nice as I thought they were, and drugged a can, but I don't know how they could have done it. But if they drugged the, if they drugged a can, why did you both see it? Exactly, right. And um, even then, well, anybody who knows me where I drink my hand knows I'm not putting that down until it's em empty. So there's no way they were going to manage that. I I cannot, and I have thought about, I honestly, Nick, I have thought about this countless times. And I cannot, under any circumstances, figure out a logical explanation for that. So I, I've, I've got one, one more thing I want to ask you, and this is just just absolute speculation but mm -hmm. so you said your friend won't Geraldo he mm -hmm. said he won't talk about it he won't no I noticed in the story that he was the one that initially said he saw it mm -hmm. he was the one that said run and he was the one that said run again mm. the, the next time when after you stopped and he won't he refuses to talk to you about what it was or what it could be do you think maybe it's connected to him? And maybe he's it's possible that he's either seen it before or and that's why he won't talk about it. You know, if this was something you were both seeing for the first time, you know, if it was you and me, we'd be sitting here talking our asses out, you know, True. for days yeah. about it. 
why is he reluctant to talk about it? Yeah, okay, of course it could just be that he doesn't I just want thought, to um, I mean, that's it. a good point. That's a good point. Um, that, is, that is one I've never actually considered before. You're absolutely right. There are cases of weird things happening but connected to certain people. Mm. And is it possible, you know, you say you've never seen this, you've never come across anything like this, but I've, I've obviously never never seen or come across anything like this before. Mm. Um, the fact that he seems very reluctant to talk about it, the fact that he saw it first, the fact that he he said to run, uh, it's almost like he's sort of instigating um, what you what to do and what, you know, what's happening almost. Uh, mm. I know that's maybe clutching at straws, but but I wonder, you know, I wonder why you wouldn't talk at least to you about this. You know, yeah, sure, don't go to yeah. the press or the police or anything, but you know, mm. don't tell, don't tell your boss at work. But, but to not talk to you about it the night after it happened to me, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we talked. No, here's the thing: we did talk about it the same night. Like, mm. obviously, when we got back, well, as I said, we had a couple of drinks and we're trying to figure out what the fuck we just saw. Um. Then the fear got the better of us, and we just went, "Yeah, let's just end this night, sleep." And then after that, never, he would not talk about it. Would not talk about it again. And I've, you know, I've lost touch with them now, as I have with every one of them now. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not bothered about Geraldo's opinions on it or what you know, like, what his take on it is. I haven't for many years because I'm not overly bothered about that at all, but what I am always trying to figure out is what the fuck I saw. I just want some sort of idea or just someone out there that's seen something similar. Something. You want to you make sense of something that you've seen. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it answered my question, what would I do in most of those situations? And my 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 answer was to run. Um, yeah. I ran because he ran. He felt threatened before I did. I remember I yeah. felt apprehensive when I realized it was starting to turn just after it made the noise, um, which is why I thought I was looking at its back because the thing was, it was visibly turning round, right? That, that that's the thing. I mean, we couldn't tell what it was until it well, we still can't tell what it was, but we couldn't tell what we were looking at until it started turning. Then we realized, okay, whatever the hell it is we're looking at, we're looking at it from the back. And now it knows we're here. Yeah. And he ran first, right? And the thing is, I remember when we were on the bridge and when I saw it at the bottom of the stairs, I didn't tell him I could see it. He wasn't looking. He asked me for a lighter and I gave him one and he lit it up. And when he turned around, when he'd lit up the ciggy, he saw it himself and then said, run again. So we ran. <laughs> but I didn't tell him. He saw it again himself after I'd seen it. And I don't know why I didn't tell him. I just, I just, I remember I couldn't take my Was eyes it because off. he didn't want to run? <laughs> like No, but it, it could have been, actually. I was a lazy bastard. Um, <laughs> I just, I couldn't take my eyes off it. And yeah. as much as I, I was looking at it for for minutes and minutes on end in the end, well, it felt like an hour at the time. Still can't tell you what the fuck I saw. And I know my eyesight's not great, but I should be able to, after that amount of time, figure out what the feck I saw. Mm. And I couldn't. 
and, and the fact, like I say, the fact that there's two of you that can't figure it out. Like, yeah. if you couldn't figure it out, like, generally, you'd think, well, one of you would be able to have a decent explanation. But this, again, this doesn't sound like... I was thinking maybe, like, a some sort of swarm of, like, bees or something, but then you'd that would have blocked out the light. And you'd hear it. And you'd hear it, yeah. And it's like, there was there was nothing. There was There was just the noise of me and him talking. The crackling of the leaves when we're walking. There was no wind that night. Well, there was maybe a little bit of wind. There's always a little bit of wind, but nothing that was making noises. The trees weren't rustling. The trees weren't moving. Uh, you could hear. I mean, I remember, especially with my accent. Um, I get. I like. I, I have this thing where I can't really control the volume of my voice all that well. It's a common problem for Scottish men. Um, where if if I'm getting really involved in a conversation and I'm getting louder, I'll get louder because it's just not the natural response. (laughs) But because of my accent coupled with how loud I can be, it was that still that night, it could cause an echo. And I remember giggling about that because I giggle about that every time my voice causes an echo when we're outside, but it would cause an echo, but there was nothing. There was, there was no, no, no noise, no nothing. Just us, us walking, then a whoosh, and then this big fucking thing that decided that it was going to chase us all the way around the bloody uh, wood. Mm. Why it stopped at the road, I have no explanation. Why it, I mean, it clearly can get on the road. It did it. But mm. why it stopped there, considering we never even knew it was chasing us until we stopped. Yeah. And it was closer. So we hadn't outran it. But we had yeah, so stopped. It clearly, it, it had chosen to not chase yeah. you by that point. And, but we stopped. had stopped. If it wanted us, it would have had us. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Was it something that was just as interested in us as we were of it, but it wasn't as scared as we were? Who knows? Yeah, that's um, that's creepy, man. So that's yeah, that's uh, that's my thing. It's the, it's the only thing that's ever happened to me that I would consider paranormal. And it was terrifying. It was creepy. And I know you're probably hearing a story like that and thinking, so how can you consider yourself like a half skeptic then? Or, and I'm like, well, because as much as I can't explain what I saw or tell you definitively, oh, this was a, this was a ghost. It was a spirit. It was a demon. It was a whatever the hell you want. Right, I I can't tell you it was those things, but I can't tell you what it is either. Mm-hmm. Right, so because I can't give a definitive answer, I can't go which way or the other. All I know is, to me, this is something completely unexplained. It's pushing the boundaries of paranormal, but I don't have anything in which to compare it to. Yeah, so it has so, to be classed as such. Yeah, it is purely unresolved to me, right? There could be a perfectly valid scientific explanation for whatever the feck I saw out there. I haven't heard that explanation yet, but it might very well be out there. And that is why I'm purely sceptical on it. Yeah. But I did see something, and Geraldo saw something too. And we know it chased us. 
in a way, I'm kind of glad though, because like without that experience, I wouldn't be as interested in as many topics as I am without that experience. Like that led me down to looking into sure. ghost stories and myths, and then it started me looking into hauntings, and then it started me looking into like mythologies of certain cultures and like um like tree guardians and tree spirits and wood elves and all these and like wood fairies and all these from Ireland and all these sort of things. Like I read all these um nothing that matched what the hell I saw, but I got all this amazing information about all these things I wouldn't have prior. Do you know what I mean? And that of course evolves over time. So you start learning more and more and more to the point where the original subject matter isn't even the thing that you were looking at anymore. But you now know this big massive like knowledge tree of not like of all these different ideas amalgamating. It's amazing. But I wouldn't have had that without that experience. Yeah, it, it's it's you know in a way you're thankful for the things it has given you, even though mm. You're not thankful for the fact that it, it shit you up. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean that's like I say, I've I've never I've never heard anything anything like that before. And I'm I'm you know I'm still trying my head to try and think what you know what kind of animal or creature or or weather phenomenon. I like your idea that it was a mountain. Just a random elephant just chilling out in the woods, just just like. Oh, where are you going? Where? Stop! I can't climb stairs. <laughs> but no, it's. It, I mean, it's. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of anything, anything logical that that it could be. But, but, yeah, I. You know, it'd be good to have someone with a logical explanation. You know, there are mm. there are pheno- there is phenomena out there that we we don't see very often and that we you know we're not used to. And mm. and it could be something like you say you're open to the fact that it could be something. It's just there's never been any evidence of anything else that it could have been. Yeah. Um, and that's that's when things are scary, man. When when you can apply all logic and still come up with no real answer. Yeah. Um, that that's that's when when it when it hits. I think. I'm determined I'll find the answer of that one day. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe you should go back to that that park and uh, I have you know numerous times. I had that. I, I went numerous times on my own. Have you ever time. experienced anything Nothing. similar since? Nothing. I went back yeah. once. Um, granted, it was many, many, many months later, but I went back once in the middle of the night um, when I was coming back from the from the town. Um, I went to the spot that I knew we'd seen it originally. It was dark. Moon was out again. Yeah, it was a bit windy. It's not exactly conditions were the same, but I went on my own, and all I wanted to do was stand in the spot that we originally saw it. Yeah, and see if maybe my mind was playing tricks on me. And I remember that. It, I mean, it's probably different now. You know, kids are there and moving stuff about and all that. I remember you go over the little wooden step thing that goes over the little bit of water that runs and about two or three feet in front of that was this log this this hollow log just sitting there that we used we used to sit on it and smoke right and when i was uh when, when when we saw this thing we had just passed that log and i mean just passed it um so i went 
found a log, stood at the same point, same time of night-ish, looked up at the path, I can see the outlines of the trees, I can still tell where the path's going around, there is nothing in the middle blocking the pathway. I can see exactly, so I, I, I'm not getting confused with a tree or anything. There isn't even a tree thick enough there to be the same width as this thing. And I just stood there for about 20 minutes, looking at all the different angles. Nothing, nothing came out to get me either when I was doing it. Nothing. But any time that I walked through the woods at night afterwards, I couldn't do it with music on. Like, I'd always, if I'm ever going on a walk, I'll have my music playing. Um, unless I'm with people, obviously. Uh, I always took the wooded walk because it's quicker. Um, for some reason, you just even though you're winding around, it was always quicker to get to the end than it was just walking in a straight road. I've never been able to explain that. Um, but I always took that wooded walk. But I'd always turn my music off the second I got to the bottom of the stairs because I needed my wits about me because I was I, I needed to know if this thing was still there. And I never saw it again. Never saw anything like it. So. It's creepy, it's, man. It is. It is creepy. Um, but yeah, that's my tale. Um, I'm glad it stumped you as much as it stumped me all those years ago. Um, yeah. I mean, let's face it. We've solved it. It's an elephant. It's an elephant. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> a, sw- an a swarm of elephants. <laughs> a swarm of elephants. <laughs> climbing on each other's backs to climb a staircase. Um, but yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Thank you for listening to my tale on that one. So from from black eyed children to um to black masses, yep, black eyed peas are bad. Um, that's the main take that we should always take from this. Um, I think what we should probably do then, at that case, we we've 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 covered a lot of topics, a broad a broad spectrum of topics here. Um, sufficiently creeped each other out. Um, I'll never look at children the same. Um, so it's probably best to call it bye byes. Um. All I would like to state for our listeners is, obviously, this is a very new podcast. We will be aiming to do one of these a week um, with different topics. We are in the process of setting up our social medias. So we will have a Twitter. We will have an Instagram and a something else. Uh, Facebook. I forgot what it was called there for a minute. Um, we will have an email address in which you can send in emails to us of topics that you think that we we want to read into. and. Um, and discuss, see if we can get our take on it. If you've got any ghost stories or any paranormal things that have happened to you, I'd love to read them. Not so sure about Nick, he's a lazy bugger, but I'll read them. You can just paraphrase. Yeah, I'll paraphrase. I'll give them the cliff notes. Um, but bear in mind, we, we are not strictly a paranormal channel. We speculate everything. So this was just the topic of today, but we will be talking about cryptids and you know, missing persons cases, conspiracies, that kind of thing. Um, but I appreciate you sitting around and listening to this. It's been it's been good fun telling our tales again. Absolutely. So I would just like to say, uh, as we're signing off, go out, learn something new, find something that scares you, read into stuff that you never knew before that you that confuses you. You never know what world you'll open up. Wear a mask, get black eyes, become black masses. Step one. Get mask. Step two. Step three. Black mask. Four. Profit. But most importantly, stay safe.